Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. How you doing? Thanks, Ridge and Troy. Holy Spirit and I, it's going to be great. So, uh, hey, I just want to say how delighted I am to be here with you. And I uh, also want to say, I uh, think some people making some New Year's resolutions. Is this right? Is this right? Making some New Year's resolutions. Some of you shaking your heads, maybe losing weight. Turn to the person on your right or to your left and say, looks like you've been losing a little bit of weight there, right? I began the year wanting to lose two... I began, I know, you know what, it's a lie, but at least it feels good, you know, it feels good anyways. But um, I began last year with a goal to lose uh, 10 pounds, and uh, I only have 20 to go, so you know what I'm talking about, come on everybody. But um, we're dreaming about ways that we can impact the community, uh, we're dreaming about ways that uh, uh, we can be making a difference in this community, and so it's a great opportunity. Uh, I want to begin this year by just praying for us. No, uh, tons of people are sick and gone, so but I just want to pray for us. So I'm going to ask you if you'd stand to your feet. I want to begin the year with uh, just a, a prayer of blessing over us at the beginning of this year. So uh, if you could just uh, bow your heads and open your hearts, and uh, let's pray. So, Father, thank you that you're the God that, uh, that you can work and you can do more than we could ask or even we could think. You are that God. And you are the God that can move mindsets and shift perspectives. And, and you can change our hearts and you can change this, this community. Father, we're so grateful that we can have a God like you. Thank you for a new year. Thank you that you're the, you're the living water. That you satisfy the deepest, the deepest part of our souls. And there's no one like you. Thank you for this church. And thank you that when the church is alive, it's, it's really an amazing thing. Thank you for your hand upon us. And Lord, help us that this year, that individually, that as a community, we could bring light to the darkness. And we could bring hope to the hopeless. And grace to those that need a new beginning. Thank you what you're calling us to to consecrate ourselves to you. And we pray that God, the Holy Spirit, would move in our hearts and our lives and be active and within us and in our community. And may we, may we draw near to you and you draw near to us. And Father, I pray for an awakening in every heart. I pray that you would stretch us this year beyond our, our comfort zones. I pray for the courage and the strength to stand and to stay the course. I pray that we would be an immense blessing to this community in which you've placed us for such a time as this. We ask your blessing over us. Pray you'd equip us for the journey. We lift our prayers to you in great gratitude. And in your name we pray. And everyone agreed by saying, Amen. Happy New Year. You may be seated. All right. So. I just want to draw your attention to the graphics on your worship guide there just for a moment. They're also on the screen there. You can see the screen. And uh, we did this on purpose. We made a path and we made, uh, you know, somebody standing there and kind of pondering and processing and thinking about that path and what they should do there. Maybe they've been on the path. Maybe they're going to going to uh, step into that path. But I just want to say this in a very real sense, in a very real sense, I think that this picture here, which you see on the screens, this is a picture really of your life. Because see, your life consists of this. Your life consists of paths that you've traveled and paths that you're going to travel in the future here. And so in a very real sense, that is your life. And so, and let me say this, every path leads somewhere. 
Every path that you take is going to lead somewhere. So every relational path leads somewhere. You're in school, you're dating, that's going to lead somewhere. Every academic path leads somewhere. Every career path, it leads somewhere. Every, you know, dating path, financial path, marriage path, it all leads somewhere. You know, you don't just get on the path and it doesn't lead anywhere. There is the principle of the path. And so see, it is your, it is your direction, not your intentions, not your good intentions, but your direction then, which determines your destination, determines where you're going to go. So we're not going to jump on the 10 freeway heading east and end up in Santa Barbara. How many of you will know what I'm talking about? Yeah. See the direction there. Are you alive this morning or need a little coffee? Okay, so anyway, the question is, here's my question for you. Have you, do you have very many paths that you can think of that you've been on that they've led you to a place that was a painful place? A painful place. You got on that path, a relationship, you know, maybe something financially, something at work there, career, whatever. And it led you to a painful place here where you said this, where you said, you know what? Ah. Yeah, I should have, I should have, I should have dated longer than three weeks before we got married. Or three months or whatever. Or, you know, so here's what I know to be true. Everybody showed up this morning without exception. Everybody showed up without exception. And you have, you have, you've made this deposit. You have this repository of decisions you've made in places that you've been, people that you've been with. You know, all kinds of decisions. And you showed up with this backpack, okay? We've all got these backpacks on. They're invisible. What's in the backpack is this, is we have regrets here. We have all these regrets for things we've done, decisions we've made, for paths that we've been on. So I want to talk about this year, this year, how is it then that you can minimize, how is it that you're going to minimize the pain that we would put into our backpacks here with all of our our decisions here? So that's what I want to talk about, because... You often think at the, you know, the end of that experience, I'll be wiser next time. I'll be wise. You know what? I should have, you know, cut up the credit cards, but I didn't. I'll be wiser next time. You know, that relationship, I should have got a little bit more input before I entered into it. That was so painful there. I'll be wiser next time. Maybe it's, you know, in school, you know, and you're, you're, you're slacking off. I should be more diligent. I'll be wiser next time. And though we don't even, you know, we talk about it here, we all have, again, we have these these backpacks that are filled with regrets and that we've uttered the words over and over, I'll be wiser next time. And so here's what I'm proposing to you. I'm proposing that God has given us a book, the book of Proverbs. It's his gift to us, okay? It's his gift to us to help us to be wiser, now watch, this time rather than next time. You know what I'm talking about? This time rather than next time. Who would rather be wiser this time than next time? Does anybody want to be on that path that you'd rather be wiser? So watch, wiser in the relationship before the relationship implodes or explodes. Wiser, you know, uh, uh, in your marriage, you know, wiser in your marriage before the marriage, you know, hits a hard place or the marriage ends. Wiser maybe in our finances before, you know, uh, we hit a wall there or we hit a bankruptcy. Wiser, you know, before, you know, we get dismissed 
out of school. And the gift of Proverbs, the gift of Proverbs can keep us from paying huge consequences there uh, and point us to the way of wisdom this time instead of next time. Is anybody up for the journey? I'm asking you, and I'm looking at you in the front row. Is anybody up for the journey in the back, in the sides? Yeah. All right. So let me ask this. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. Okay, let me ask this. Do you think, do you think, do you think that you'll regret, do you think you'll regret if you're wiser? Would you ever regret if, you're, if you become a wiser person? Will you regret that if you become wiser? Would anybody regret that? No. Let me ask this. Will you have a better life? Will you have a better life if you're wiser? Will you? Will you? I'm asking you. Yeah, you'll have a better life, won't you? So why wouldn't you then? Why wouldn't you want to engage? Why wouldn't you want to engage what, what uh, Solomon has to say in Proverbs this morning or for the next 10 weeks? If your life would be better and if you would be wiser. I guarantee it and I promise you that if you'll be here the next 10 weeks, you'll have a better life. You have a better work life, relational life, uh, marital life. You'll have a better life if, you, if you'll be here. So check this out. God comes to Solomon, and Solomon, they're a young king, and, and God says, Solomon, I'll give you riches, okay? I'll give you victory over your enemy there. I'll give you a long life or wisdom. And what, what is it that you want, Solomon? And Solomon says, I'll take wisdom to lead, to lead your people here. And God said, Right on, and not only because you chose wisdom, I'm going to throw in everything else also. And so, and Solomon now becomes the wisest man in the world. God just downloads, just, he becomes a repository of divine wisdom there. And then he's going to dispense that wisdom, knowing that he has a son that's going to take the throne there. He's not going to be on the throne forever. And so then he puts this in a book and he says, here is all the wisdom. This is the best of the best that God is giving me. And so, and the best wisdom you can find on earth here is in the book of Solomon here. And so he stockpiles boatloads of wisdom there. And so Solomon then uh, receives uh, from God. It's this divinely inspired, common sense book. It is a warehouse of wisdom. It is ancient, ancient wisdom that has timeless implications here. And so it's going to help you, watch, it's going to help you to navigate your life. It'll help you. And so watch, this is what God does here. As God gives some some points in Proverbs, and it's like this. It's like this. God gives some points where they seem subtle to you. They seem like, you know what? I think that's a good point, but uh, I got to think about that. I got to process that. And then after you do, you'll be like, dang, that, like, like that's good. That, that was really good there. And then you'll see other points. It's like, it just punches you in the mouth. It's like, oh, like it just, it's a punch in the mouth where you read, they that walk with wise men shall be wise. But... The companion of fools, you're going to blow up your life by those you hang out with. The companion of fools is going to suffer much harm. And so we're going to begin here in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, what we're going to see is this here. From the beginning of time, I want to show you this. Just show you this. From the beginning of time, there's been a desire for wisdom. Genesis 3, that's in your, in your worship guides and notes and also on the screens. Genesis 3, beginning of verse 6, it says, And the woman was convinced... And she saw that the tree was beautiful. She's done. And, and its fruit looked delicious. Watch. And she wanted, she wanted the wisdom that it would give her. There's always been a desire for us to have wisdom. And she took some of the fruit and ate it. And, you know, you know the story there. And so, um, 
So sin then enters the human race. Watch. And foolishness and folly enter the human race. Where we have this bent, we have this bent, I have this bent, you have this bent, that can lead me toward foolishness. So God then gave us this, this book of Proverbs that will help you, you know, in your decisions, at your turning points, at your crossroads, you try to navigate life, the problems at work, your family, uh, leadership, debt, marriage, it's, it's all there. So James says this in James chapter 1, verse 5. The brother of Jesus says this. He said, look, if any of you, and that includes you here this morning, if any of you lacks wisdom, you just got to figure it out on your own. Is that what it says? What does it say? If any of you lack wisdom, what does it say? Yeah, see here. So it says, if anyone lacks wisdom, you, you have to go vertical. But you know what we tend to do? We want to go horizontal, ask my best friends, and try to figure it out. This is, look, if anyone lacks wisdom, what you have to do is you've got to go to God. The, watch. The implication and the inference is this. The inference is you need wisdom. The inference is you don't know what you're doing. The inference is, look, you're going to make stupid, dumb mistakes if you don't do this. And so, so if we want to have a life that's blessed, I got to like build into the rhythms of my life to the, to the, um, uh, the, uh, but my lifestyle is that I ask God. It's really that simple. So if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God and watch what it says. God's not tight. God wants to give you wisdom. God wants all of us this morning. He wants you to be wise. God, God doesn't want me to make stupid mistake after stupid mistake after stupid mistake. He wants me to be wise. He wants the speaker this morning to be, to be full of wisdom that comes to expression in, in, in my decisions and how I treat my, my children and my wife and my, my relationships and in this community. And God wants to give all of us wisdom for this year. But the bottom line is this. You've got to ask. You've got to ask God and watch this. He gives generously to all without finding fault. So this is what God is like. God is not like, ah, I can't, can you believe it? You know, to the Michael and Gabriel, the archangel. Can you believe, you know, the rod is coming to me again, you know, after that week and all that he's done? No, God's not like that. Can you believe he's asking for wisdom again? No, God is, you know, he doesn't find fault in you. He says, and it will be, it will be given to you. Watch. God has no, God has no limitations. He has no limitations in his wisdom. He just pours out, you know, uh, uh, an, an immense divine repository of wisdom waiting to be downloaded in our lives. If we'll just ask. If we'll just ask. And so trouble comes into your life, not so that you be tripped up and all that. It says if anyone has trials and tribulations and all that. It says all that comes into your life, not that you be tripped up, that God could use those things to transform you into the person that he wants you to be here. And so this year, I will face situations, circumstances where I'm like, I'm clueless. You will face them too, where you're clueless. And so what are you going to do? You're going to hit a wall in 2018. You got a big decision to make, you know, and what are you going to do? Well, God is like this. Hey, um, hey, like you just, you just got to ask me. Just got to come. I know you're asking all your Facebook friends, but just got to ask me, you know, come to me. If you'll ask me, I'll, 
I'll give you wisdom here. You know, I'm big, you know, I'm big on wisdom. And so, uh, and so God's saying, I want you to be wise here. I want you to lean into wisdom. I want you to feed upon wisdom here. I want you to build this into the rhythms of your life in 2018. I don't want you making dumb mistakes. I don't want you to do things that are stupid. I want you to be successful here. So how is it then that you get God's wisdom? You pray. God talks to you. You, you. you talk to God. He talks back. You build into your life, you know, a personal board of, of, of wise advisors here. And so now we're going to talk all that to actually get to Proverbs. Okay, so that was the introduction. So Proverbs chapter 3, beginning in verse 13, we're going to read through verse 18. So I want to do something to begin the new year. I want to do something to begin the new year. And I'm going to ask your help to begin the new year. And I'm going to ask you to help me to read this Together, I just want us to read it together and to hear it in community, all the voice in community, reading this together. So stand to your feet, and we're going to read this together. Everybody jump to your feet, and, uh, and read with me if you're going to err, err to the side of being loud. Okay, so ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? It's kind of convincing, but okay. So here we go. Ready? Blessed is the one who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding profitable than silver and better returns than gold. She's more precious than rubies and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant and all her paths lead to peace. She's a tree of life to those who embrace her and those who lay hold of her will be blessed. Thank you. You may be seated. So check this out. King Solomon the richest, wealthiest, you know, man that's ever lived says this. Says, look, I need to tell you something. Nothing, nothing compares to her. Okay, and so he says, look, you don't need to go down those roads of folly here. You can have wisdom. And so notice there's two words here that are used. Uh, used. One is peace and one is pleasant. Peaceful and pleasant. Think about your own life. When you've gone down roads of folly that you've regretted, do those words describe your life? Was it peaceful? Was it pleasant? Or was it painful? It was painful there. And so, uh, so I recognize in my own life this, you know, sometimes, um, uh, I'm like negotiating in my mind. Should I or should I? Should I go down this road? Should I do it? And then, and it's like this little voice says to me, you know what? Rod, you're going to pay for that. Have you ever heard that voice? Rod, you're going to pay for There's nothing, you know, there's going to be a consequence. This will not turn out the way that you're hoping that it'll turn out here. And then you, you begin to feel those increasing amounts of anxiety and, and stress there. And, and finally, you know, sanity intervenes and, uh, and you don't go down that road here. But you contrast that with the way of wisdom. The way of wisdom and the path of wisdom. When you're fully aligned, you know, with God's, you know, words there, you're fully aligned, you know, with what you feel God would, is, is, is nudging you to do, you know, by His Spirit in, in your heart there, uh, and you're on the road to wisdom. How do you feel? You feel, you know, you have that feeling like this is right, and this is good here, and this is, this is going well, and this is, I'm, I'm full of peace, and I can sleep well, and this is pleasant here, and, uh, and that's what wisdom does for you. That's what it does here. And so uh, whenever I'm in the way of wisdom, that's how I feel here. It says, watch, it's a tree of life. 
In other words, it's, it's renewing you. It's not grinding on you and wearing you out the way of wisdom. It just renews you in your heart. And, and so it's life-giving to be on wisdom's path here. And then it says, you'll be blessed. Do you, do you want your life to be blessed in 2018? This is it. You will be blessed here. doesn't say you'll have a trouble-free life. But it doesn't say that, you know, you'll be blessed overnight. It simply says that people on the path to wisdom over time enjoy higher levels of peace and a deep awareness of God's blessing on their life. I don't know about you, but like, I want that for my life, don't you? For two, that's what I want. And so a couple things here from this in your notes there. Number one is this, is, uh, is wisdom must be pursued. It must be pursued. It uses words like, you know, you got to, whoever finds wisdom is ever embracing wisdom. So you got to search for it. You have to get intentional about it. It just doesn't come to you, you know. And so, uh, so you got to set your sights on it. You have to prioritize it. You have to seek wisdom. You have to go after it. You like, you got to sign up for it. You have to track it down and lay hold of it and grab a hold of it. So you pray for it. You ask God for it. Uh, uh, you let God speak to you, but you just can't be passive about gaining wisdom. So wisdom, it must be pursued here. Even, I'm going to talk about this in the next couple of weeks here. Watch. Even your relational world needs to be arranged or, or rearranged that you have wisdom dispensers or wisdom seekers in your world there. And, uh, and so if you do that, the life-changing truth is this. It'll pay off huge. There are, there are huge dividends. The second thing in your notes is this here. In your notes is this. You want to fill in the blank there. Is it? you can't build a life of wisdom by yourself. You can't do this thing solo. You're the independent type. You know, you're the type that isolates. It ain't going to work for you. You've got to be willing to open yourself up. It's going to be a little uncomfortable, but you've got to allow some people in your life here. Because this is what I know. We're better together than apart. So if you fly solo, you're going to miss the wisdom that could have been yours. Okay. And so there's a value. The Bible speaks of the value of those that are, that are beside us who can speak words of life and words of counsel here. And so the Bible says this in Proverbs 18. Watch. It says, whoever isolates himself, her, herself, not a good day, not a good day. It is not good that man should dwell alone. Right up front from the beginning, not good there. Whoever isolates himself, not good. Okay, who seeks his own desire, just his own way, his own thing, blows off everybody else, breaks out. This is just not good judgment. It's just not a wise thing to do. And so uh, someone once said, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you include others with you. Do you want to go far or do you, do you just want to implode here? And so, again, in your notes, when you, in, when you pursue wisdom's path here, okay, good things happen, good things happen, and you will be greatly blessed. That's a promise. Take it to the bank. You'll be blessed, okay, and good things are going to happen in your life here. So when people speak into your life and your decisions, see, there's, there's safety, but when you isolate, you do so to your own peril. And so Proverbs says this in Proverbs eleven fourteen: Where there's no counsel, the people fall. The people screw up here. But in the multitude of counselors, 
there's safety. That's what you want to build into your life. A multitude of counselors. So you can't isolate and do that. Proverbs 15, 22, plans fail. They fail, okay, for a lack of counsel. You see what God is saying here is really abundantly clear, but with many advisors, they, they succeed there. And so I'm going to do a whole message on this. This is just kind of an intro here. So I feel like what God is telling us, I feel like God was telling us as a community, is that we need to re-enroll in, in, the, in the school of wisdom here. And not just for a week. It's going to take more than a week. We need to enroll in the school of wisdom, not just for a month. It's going to take more than a month. We need to enroll in the school of wisdom for a whole semester. And so that's what we're going to do. For 10 weeks, I'm going to give you the best of the best of what we got from Proverbs here. And uh, so I think we need to humbly re-enroll in the school of wisdom and learn its ways and pursue its path and set our feet on a, on a path that leads to peace and the favor and the blessing of Almighty God. Everybody who's in, say right on. And so let me get, let me give you this thought. Tomorrow morning, this is what I know, is that elementary students and middle, high, middle, uh, junior high, high school, college, professional students, they're going back to school, aren't they? They're all going back to school tomorrow morning here. And so I'm proposing this. I'm proposing, I've been thinking about this, that, uh, what if this community, you know, of, uh, you know, 600 adults here who call sanctuary their home, what if we re-enrolled what if we re-enrolled in the school of wisdom, Proverbs style? What if we did that? What if we all humbled ourselves and we actually pursued wisdom? I would say, you know what? Beginning of a new year, I, I'm in. I'm going to lay hold of God's wisdom here. Imagine this. Imagine if we did that, all of the unpleasant circumstances that we will not place into our backpacks if we were to do that. Imagine how many unpleasant circumstances that we might never experience if we enroll in the School of Wisdom Proverbs style. Imagine the shower of blessing. You just read it there. You'll be blessed if you pursue wisdom and the favor that would fall upon our lives individually and corporately as a church in this community. And so I'm asking you, I'm asking you, this is all that I can do. Okay, And I'm inviting you to enroll with me in the school of wisdom. And I'm asking you, I'm asking you to make it a priority, to make it an absolute priority. I know life happens, but as much as you can be here, to be here for the next 10 weeks here, maybe to rearrange your semester that you can be here. So things happen in community that don't happen anywhere else. I can listen to it online. I know you can, but things happen here that don't happen anywhere else. So, so in between Sundays, this is what I'm also asking of you, is that we have a great array of wisdom opportunities, a great array of wisdom opportunities here for you to pursue that you can get better and you can get on a wiser path. We're going to have a devotional for you next week that you can buy for, it's for the whole year by the great Timothy Keller. And uh, so we're going to have that. Uh, we're going we're gonna to saturate the community. We're going to have wisdom boards on the side that you can write down things of wisdom that God is teaching you here. And so let me just tell you a few resources that we have here uh, for you. And the first one is this, is that you're all being invited, if you haven't experienced this before, into a nine-week course 
on wisdom called Financial Peace University. So I would ask, when is the last time that you pursued or set your sights upon, or you did this, you know, you went after financial wisdom? And when is the last time you had the opportunity to sit under a world-class teacher on financial wisdom by the name of Dave Ramsey? And got, get world class instruction, okay, and, uh, and how to have wisdom in our, in our financial world here. And so, and if we don't, you know, we just continue to, to pay the consequences. And then for others of us, another midweek wisdom opportunity is called Real Marriage. We're also going to have a, 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 a marriage retreat up in Ironwood. The best thing they do, it's, it's awesome, uh, around February 22nd. But we're having on, uh, starting in February the 2nd. Uh, there'll be the opportunity for real marriage. I'm telling you, I interviewed these people that went through it. Every one of them was totally transformative. Same marriage, I mean, same couple, different marriage. Just It was just amazing here. And so uh, there's that opportunity. Your marriage may be awesome and you're putting on a clinic. Hey, you know what? You, you still got stuff you can, you, can, you can grow and learn. And so anyway, that's an awesome opportunity. The third thing is this, is that you know what? The reality is, you know, people, we struggle, we don't talk about it, you know, maybe there's a little, you know, medication thing getting the best of you, or maybe you're drinking a little bit more, and you know, and it can be a little uncomfortable to talk about, but it's just real, it's just true, and it happens, and we need to be, we need to be upfront about it. Well, last night we had, you know, 40, 50 people at the, the ministry center that celebrate recovery. And everybody's got hurts, everybody's got habits, everybody's got hang-ups, you know, and that's what it is. It's a Saturday night of hope. Saturday night of hope for people with hang-ups and hurts. And, and, and that includes all of us beginning with me this morning here. And so if you're carrying, you know, something, you got a little low-grade concern and should I or shouldn't I, I'm just saying it's there. It's a wisdom opportunity for you. And the last is this. The last is this. Is you've heard about Rooted. You know, you, most of you have been here a while. You've heard about Rooted. And Rooted, uh, uh, you've heard the stories and all. And, uh, and so... You know, some people come here and, and they just can't quite get connected and they come for a while and it doesn't happen on Sunday mornings. So that's why we, we're inviting you into the, into the community outside of Sunday mornings here. And so I measure the, one of the things that the most important thing to me is how many people meet during the week. It's not Sunday morning, but how many can meet during the week because to me, that's the church. That's, that's the, you know, that's the growing church there. And so some of you need an injection of wisdom. Some of you could use some friends. So I think, uh, 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 you say, well, you know, does he just get up there? You know, and he, he just talks about it. So I've done wisdom. I've done, uh, I've gained wisdom and rooted seven times. I've been through it seven times. I will go through it another seven times. I love rooted. I think, uh, uh, it's just, it's really one of the best things that we do here. And so some of you need to sign up for Rooted. Just trust me, you need to sign up for Rooted. You can do that when we're done today. But we have a video. So uh, I just, so um, eight months ago, guy came to church sitting there just like you. And uh, somebody, he intersected with somebody and said, hey, why don't you do Rooted? And, uh, and here's his story. Check this out. Church Ninja is a phrase that another gentleman in our group came up with and uh, what it entails is somebody that immediately after service runs to their car as fast as they can um, to get away from accountability to uh, being social, everything in general other than just going to church. 
I was a church ninja. I was the best. I was a samurai. <laughs> Six years we had been coming to Sanctuary, we knew maybe three, four people at Sanctuary. And six years was a long time. Church is supposed to be um, a place where you feel most comfortable and, and you want to make friends. We were just extremely shy and, and timid and uh, we just didn't make any attempts as Christians to better ourselves and renew our walk with the Lord. We had prayed a little bit about uh asking God to to help us, you know, what we were supposed to do. We didn't know what we were supposed to do. And we're approached on Easter Sunday. Um, Carl Michelle Petit had asked us to do Rooted. We had no idea who they were. They said, do you want to join Rooted? Do you want to do the couples Rooted? And I looked down at uh, Michelle and I said, yeah, we'll do it. And had no idea what I was getting myself into. We just took a leap of faith and we said yes, because this, we felt, was our last effort at church, you know, and um, Rooted has changed my life tremendously. It's changed my wife's life. It's changed my child's life. Most impactful for me, absolutely, 100% was to serve. It absolutely changed my life. It, uh, it gave me purpose. It, it, uh, it showed me where I was supposed to be poured out as a Christian. It was a gift. It it really was a gift to me from, from God to show me that I could be used to serve. I was supposed to, have helped out at uh, Sukombi Lake and I was supposed to help. Uh, we were doing a barbecue for the homeless and a clothing. And I had a conversation with my wife and, and prayed about it again and again. And she said, okay, this is your opportunity now. And God was telling me as well. And I wanted to go to the park and pray for everybody and anybody that allowed me to pray for them. But I wasn't supposed to pray for everybody. There were only, out of 50 people, there were three people there that day. And those were the three people that I was supposed to pray for. After Rooted and after my serve experience, I feel that I can change the world all by myself. And now, have gone through Rooted, I know a lot of people at church. Genuine friendships at church now. People that I can truly count on. um, And friendships that... I know will last the test of time. But I do have one thing to say, is that if you are thinking about going through Rooted and you have questions about what you're going through, come talk to me. I'm always in the front row. I'm six foot four, flat footed. But when I raise my hand to the Lord, I'm 10 feet high. You can't miss me. Come talk to me if you have any apprehensions about Rooted. Come find me. My name's Dustin. And if I don't have the answers for you, I know that there's somebody that I can point out that will. Just do it for 10 weeks and see what it gets you. And I guarantee you, I guarantee it'll change your life.
So we've rooted for men, women, students, couples. So uh, anyway, perhaps you could process that journey. And about the bottom line is we just, we want to resource you. We want to give you opportunities that we could grow and grow in wisdom. So if you would bow your heads with me, I just want to pray for us. And Father, thank you as you look down and you see us. May we come before you with a renewed sense at the beginning of a year, a renewed sense of awe. that You are the all-powerful, awesome, uncomparable creator. That you are the God most high, that there is none like you. That you're the one that chose us, you sanctify us, you cleanse us. You are the one that makes us right with God. You are the Lord. You are our righteousness. You are the Lord, our banner. You are the one who is all-sufficient. You are everything that we need. You're our provider. You're our peace. You're the one that touches us and encourages us and strengthens us and heals us. You are the eternal, everlasting, almighty God. You are Emmanuel, who is with us. And Lord, as we sit here united by you, the God of grace of yesterday, today, and forever. We pray that you would help us this year to begin the pathway that we could know you and know your wisdom. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.